Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of the Web3 podcast. On this week's episode, we talked to Diego, who is community building and rethinking gig work out of Mexico. He's also a member of the Build Space community, as well as a graduate of Northeastern University. So you're not going to want to miss this one. Some housekeeping before we get started. On February 1st, we are running a blockchain for beginners course. This is free and you can find a description of it in the show notes. So if you're interested, this is made for people that want to bank with blockchain, but know nothing about it. This could be done by your mom, your skeptical friend, really anyone. It's super beginner level, won't get too technical, but we'll teach you how to use things like centralized exchanges as well as custodial wallets. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, before we get started, we're going to start with a quick word from our sponsors, then hop right into the pod. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Bath. Bath stands for the Blockchain Acceleration Foundation, and they are a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to accelerating the development and adoption of Web3. Bath hosts networking and educational meetups and supports blockchain clubs at universities worldwide. Bath sponsors and supporters include NIR and the Algorand Foundation, who help Bath launch more educational activities. To learn more, follow the Blockchain Acceleration Foundation on Twitter. Are you sick of expensive classes that don't help you in today's competitive work environment? Educoin was too. So we built a decentralized learning management system that allows any teacher to host an open access industry-sponsored class. If you're a teacher and want to learn more about how you can build the class of the future or a student looking to grow your career, visit educoin.store to see how they are helping students, teachers, and employers connect to make a more healthy secondary education ecosystem. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I have Diego Concha on the show. Me and Diego actually met online, and he's been doing some awesome work down in Mexico. So without further ado, uh, let's bring Diego on. Diego, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jake. Awesome. So Diego, uh, introduce yourself a little bit to the audience and your journey maybe into Web3 uh, and how we met. Of course, uh, first of all, uh, apologize for my English is not very good, but uh, I hope that uh, I can explain myself uh, so uh, you don't have any issue uh, understanding me. Uh, so, uh, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. So, um, first of all, I'm not I'm non-technical. I have a major in civil engineering. Um, I graduated in 2014. Uh, I worked mostly in construction. Uh, then I uh, worked at, at Semex. I don't know if, if uh, uh, anyone in the audience is uh, familiar with Semex. Semex is one of the most important cement companies in the world. It's from here, uh, from Mexico. And uh, I went into uh, to work in Semex. I, I got the opportunity to work in, in several places here in Mexico, different industries within Semex, logistics, uh, construction, uh, sales. So it was like a, a, a like a different uh, uh, industries within Semex. Uh, so after a couple of years there, I realized that I wanted to move on. So I went to uh, study in Northeastern University at Boston, and I uh, studied a certificate in business administration. Going there and li and, and having the chance to live in Boston. Uh, was like a really uh, incredible experience for me. Uh, it uh, was uh, so 
uh, inspiring to see what people were doing, what people uh, were, uh, the projects they have. So I, I, it was like a life-changing moment for me. And I decided like, uh, I wanted to, to get involved in some, something related to technology. I didn't have any background. I uh, didn't have any experience working on anything related to anything about technology, but I had the conviction to to be part of of uh, the, the 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 something related to technology. So when I, I came back to Mexico, I had some projects with uh, some uh, friends from Boston, but uh, the pandemic happened, and then uh, it was all like uh, uh, there was like a pause with all the, the projects. Uh, I'm talking, uh, when I went to Boston, it was to 2019, I, I came back 2020, uh, right in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, April, I was actually going to, uh, I had plane tickets to go to, uh, to Los Angeles. Uh, we had some plans to uh, set up shop there, but uh, like life had uh, plans too for the rest of us. So after that, I uh, founded my first startup uh, here in Mexico, but it was uh, related to logistics. Uh, we, w with some friends, we wanted to make something up like uh, like an Uber for trucks. Uh, we had the, the the idea that it was really complicated to get a truck if you wanted to move something like a mattress from the Costco or a big TV that doesn't fit in your car. So we decided to, to launch a startup. Uh, I, I was there for two years. Uh, then, uh, like, we were focusing so much on logistics and not much on, on, on the technology itself. So I decided to take a break from uh, my first startup. Uh, then, in, in, the, in, the, in the meantime, uh, I remember about a project that I was involved in when I was in school, that it was uh, something related to uh, VR headset uh, renting uh, service that uh, we, we wanted to develop. Uh, and then I started to think, well, wh what about uh, doing something with that? I had a lot of, of, of time not uh, being any aware of what uh, was the industry about VR and, 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 and VR experiences. And then um, I discovered the, the term metaverse, which I was not familiar with. And when I was in the project, it was not like a, uh, like a common term. And then I decided to, again, the rabbit hole of first of the metaverse. Um, prior to that, I was aware of Bitcoin and crypto, but um, since I'm not really into trading, like I was not very uh, attracted by by that uh, Bitcoin or crypto because I was not very interesting in, in in trading. But when I started to do some research about metaverse and 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 uh, I saw the the connection between the metaverse and blockchain, I decided to dig deeper and and I uh, realized the the huge opportunity that a lot of companies have and a lot of people have in creating the new internet really so uh, that was like uh, my first uh, uh, experience with that uh, then I 
had the great opportunity to be involved in one of the greatest events in Latin America about blockchain. It was called Blockchain Land. It was here uh, where I live in Monterrey, Mexico. Um, and it was the first uh, large-scale uh, uh, blockchain event in, in Latin America. Think about it like something uh, like consensus, but in Spanish. I mean, this was the first edition, so it was like the size was much smaller, but it was like the same, uh, the, the same style, the same idea. Wow. So when you were at that event, did you see anything that really inspired you or that like really opened your eyes to the space? Yes. Uh, me, um, prior to the event, I was uh, I had the opportunity to go to all these conferences in 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 Texas, in Panama, Mexico City, and I realized that th th there was like a vibrant uh, community around blockchain, like within within blockchain with all the, the protocols, but like, uh, like, the, like the, the, the common thing is that these are really passionate people. They are really passionate about the things that are building and the technology that they are um, involved in. Uh, so after many conversations with a lot of very, very smart people, uh, I realized about the, the, the real uh, value uh, of blockchain or one of the most important value, important value, sorry, is the, 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 the ownership and the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, transaction or peer-to-peer uh, -peer communication. Uh, so uh, I, I started to think a lot, of, a lot about uh, possibilities around that idea, like the peer-to-peer, -peer, like to uh, get rid of the, 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 the central entity that is deciding what is right and what is wrong, what can, what can be done what, what cannot be done. Uh, so that was like a, my major, um, like aha moment that I have about the, the ownership and the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, uh, um, transaction, communication, and, and interaction. Gotcha. Wow. And what's the community been like since then? Is there a pretty thriving community around you? How are people seeing crypto or Web3 in your community? Um, like here in Mexico, I think that all the the most of the community is uh, like the uh, really active community is based in in Mexico City. Uh, I, I live in in a northern uh, city that is actually really close to Texas. It's like two hours from the border, like f uh, five hours I think from Austin. Uh, so like uh, I realized that that all the community was really like like the active community was based in Mexico City so with some friends from here from Monterrey we decided like to uh, change that like to have a really active community here in 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 Monterrey not only in Mexico City um, and since the big event that I told you about blockchain land that it was in October uh, we've been having a lot of meetups like I was actually talking with one of my friends and, and he told me that there used to be a lot of uh, meetups and, and gatherings here in Monterrey but uh, after the pandemic like there was like a, a it was really uh, bad for the communities like they didn't really uh, get back together again 
So we decided to change that. And since we uh, have the event in October, like each week we've been having meetups each week. That was not something that uh, was happening before. So like like the, the a lot of people that uh, came to the community, that we started the community, uh, there are people that they know a lot. They're really smart people. But, but there are also people that not, don't know much. They have... Uh, they started to learn by themselves, so they uh, went to blockchain land, and then uh, after they uh, knew about Web3, they just can't go back, and they want to do something like a really, uh, they want to be really involved in the community and do something like, uh, do something of value. Yeah, so what's your first step, I guess, when you're when you're meeting people or, or going to these events? Is it mostly investing, like how to get your first wallet and do a Bitcoin, or is it more along the lines of teaching them basic coding skills so they can start building products? I guess what are you seeing as like the most popular requests that you're getting, or what is your kind of goal amongst this community or for new members? Well, it depends, uh, really. Like there, There's a lot of interest about knowing how to code uh like know how uh, like programming but i think that most of the people to be completely honest like they want to know about trading they want to know about how they can uh make money uh i, I mean not all but i think that most of the people like like when they hear crypto they want to know how to trade um, the people that don't want to trade, they want to do something about programming. Uh, and I think a, a few of pe- a few of the people want to do uh, investing. Like to be really honest, like right now, uh, and and most and most, I think mostly because of the the bear market, there are not there are not a lot of people that want to invest in a Web three startup. Uh, and and I think like here in Monterrey, there 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 is not a lot of VC culture. Uh, so, like the the few people that are VCs, they are investing in something else. Uh, I really think that that's actually like a, like a good idea because when the bear market end uh, um, will end, like the, comp- the the startups that are doing something uh, really valuable and like they gain traction, they they are going to uh, have a lot more. Uh, like data and information to go to these people, to the VCs, and they will get uh, fundings quicker. Gotcha. And I guess when you work with, you know, businesses now and you kind of continue your career, what are you doing? Are you considering another degree? Are you still in contact with Northeastern? I guess what's your personal journey looking like nowadays? Um. I don't think I want to go back to uh, like to study like for the moment. Um, I've been in some uh, coding uh, programs, uh, but mostly I've been trying to learn by by doing. So I'm um, uh, right after blockchain land. And at the beginning, at, at the end of the, the the year, I started to to work on an idea that I have. Like uh, I have an idea about do some platform where you are uh, having uh, jobs, or you are uh, uh, you are looking for a geek web three job, and you can do business 
directly to the people that uh, you are trying to to do business with. Um, and I'm trying to build the thing myself. That's why I'm trying to. That's why I I, I mean, uh, when I say that I am trying to learn by uh, by doing things, um, I'm trying to uh, get some help with some friends that they are uh, coders. One of the the people that is on the team, uh, he's uh, ambassador with Binance. He has a lot of experience. He's really young, but he has a lot of experience. But I'm trying to uh, learn by doing uh, the things maybe in, in the in the future i will need to have some certification um i actually think that like the the education model is going to change drastically uh blockchain is going to be a a a, a, re, re, a, a really good tool for that uh, i don't know if universities have, are going to have the same kind of uh model that they have right now uh, but I think that people are not going to uh, go to college like the same way they used to be. There are not going to be a lot of incentives to go to college uh, as they were in the past. Actually, I don't know what you think about that, Jake. Well, I, I think it's interesting. I, I never really know how to answer this question. I think college is a good social instrument. It's a good networking instrument. But... It costs so much that I just wonder, especially internationally, if it makes sense. Now, if you are trying to move countries and start a career in the U.S. and you need a way to do that, I think college can be a good way to jumpstart it. But I think the cost is so high in the States because it's not publicly funded. And most of the programs are questionable at best for their for their ROI or their economic outcomes, especially in something like blockchain or, or Web3 development, you're just not going to learn about that in school. So I personally think that what you're doing at this point, you know, you might not need that. But you told me you're part of BuildSpace and Alchemy and, and these other programs now popping up. I, I think that they offer alternatives that are really good and, and have some of those community elements with still actually having tangible work skills. I guess what, what's your experience with that? Or have you seen others kind of go down this, this rabbit hole of Web3 learning? Yeah, actually, uh, I w uh, had a conversation with a, f a friend that she uh, she didn't major in, in, in college. I think she dropped out. Uh, but she's really, really, really smart, and she just started her company. She's doing like some uh, uh, service of, uh, I think there's like tokenization. I don't know if that's the word in English, but tokenization of of real estate. But I asked her like, why why did you uh, drop out? Like like why you didn't feel the need to have like the degree? And she told me that she didn't mention about the the the, the cost, but uh, for her it was more like I already know the things that I need to apply. I uh, I learned them in on internet. I don't really think that I need to go and and have uh, a degree. Maybe uh, later because like she wanted to 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 finish her her career, but. but um, I think that right now there are so many options that uh, p 
people don't necessarily need a degree and also because i think that the jobs have changed so much like i i think in the past like the the jobs were really just like task things uh so all the pe that people needed was like to have a degree so they were like uh there were like some cert certificate that said that they were like uh, i don't know if the word is like a, a like a honorable honorable people educated uh, but right now like i think that what most companies value is like what ideas they can bring to the table what uh the kind of mindset mindset they can add to the companies or organizations and you don't have to go to college to develop a, a really good mindset or develop ideas uh, and all these are to, uh, alternatives that you mentioned uh, build space or alchemy university uh, even in udemy i think uh, they are helping a lot of people to have really high quality education with a cost of the price or there are some that are real they are free so uh, i think that all these alternatives are really good and are really like high uh, valuable and I think that uh, traditional education needs to uh, like to have a moment of of of, uh, of uh, to be humble and to recognize that things had changed and there are a lot of competitors right now and you know like here in Mexico it's not like it depends on the university that you go like there are some really good um public universities they are kind of free they are not completely free you have to pay some small fee um, but like they really there are some jobs that usually take people from private universities so like the free university um, idea doesn't necessarily solve the problem so I think that uh, the if if you add cost to a larger problem so i think it's it's going to be really difficult for these institutions to maintain uh the things are how they are currently are yeah i mean i i think that from my vantage point you know it's it's tough you know you talked about your friend who dropped out and i see someone like that who's successful and didn't really need college and I just think now about the companies that are popping up and how many of them the college degree is relevant for versus old companies that are still hiring, I guess, for that. You know, I, I come from a state, Maryland, obviously, here in the U.S., that actually just got rid of their degree requirement. And there's two other states, I think, that got rid of it now for even state jobs. So the government hires more people than anyone in the U.S. And if they're starting to get rid of this degree, then... What is that a, a signal for the rest of the world? And you know, it, it, and you know, if the U.S. Is, is doing that, like, like all the country is going to follow what the U.S. is doing. So, as you said, like, if your guys are doing that, like, uh, like all the other countries are going to do it. Uh, so that's really bad news for the traditional education institutions. Yeah, and you know, you run a gig platform, or you're you're starting a gig platform. That's how we first got, I think introduced as fascinated by this idea of a web three gig platform that's there's a few companies out there doing that but still is kind of a novel concept and you know whether it's rabbit hole or what you're doing i think that that's 
another thing that we have to kind of reconcile with, which is that there aren't really careers anymore. I think the idea of someone that's under 30 having like a 20 year career, you know, you worked at a cement company. I'm sure there's plenty of workers there that had spent their entire life, you know, doing construction and there'll still be people like that, but it'll be a smaller and smaller percentage as, as tech jobs and gig work kind of grow and just become what the, the economy is because it's a more free lifestyle. Right. And, uh, you know, people want to travel. People don't want to be stuck in doing the same repetitive tasks. They're human. They kind of want to be creative and, and other things. So talk to me more about how you how you view work and the future of work, I guess, which is closely tied to the hip of education. Yeah, exactly. I think you're exactly right. Like uh, people used to be attached to their profession. Like they were uh, uh, Peter the Baker and there was uh, uh, Michael the Butcher. And I think that right now, like, the spectrum is so broad that we cannot be defined by our jobs anymore. Like we have some skills, we have uh, some knowledge, and we can do a lot of things. Uh, I think that that's key to the current job and, and gig flat platforms that are out there. Most of the 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 job openings that you see, they have the job title. They have uh, what are the the major they are looking for. But I think that we can do better. We can talk a lot more about the project itself. Like, we are trying to do X. We need uh, Y. And so I think that the future of work is going to be more focused on projects and what uh, people are building uh, than more about what the, the, the title of the people are. Uh, I think that uh, we've been stuck in some identity attached to the things that we do, uh, like our title. And I think that uh, we can do something different. We can be attached to the ideas we have. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about how exactly you think people get attached to, you know, their ideas. I think that that's one of the, the hardest things is you have these passions, right? You know, it might be podcasting, music, could be you know, for me, education and Web3 education, but, you know, they're not often the sustainable salaries yet. So so how does that kind of work? Like, how do you think someone can balance, like, passion and, and what they would love to do? And, and how is, I guess, Web3 or just Web2 in general supporting these new pathways? I think that the, 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 the issue is, like, to change the people mindset about that. Uh, that's the, the, the challenge. Uh, but... What I'm, I mean, when I'm trying to hire someone, I'm trying to think about what they can uh, do, not uh, what they've uh, been studying. I think that anyone, like if I am a civil, I started civil engineer, I can be uh, hired to do a, a, a music gig if I can have the skills to, to, to know that. Uh, but I think that right now there's not a lot of people that are trying to change the, the things that they do. I think that uh, like the key thing to change in the future is to be able to be uh, generalist in the offer that we are trying to offer as, as uh, individuals. So if I have some skill, I don't need to be uh, like to have a certificate. Like if, if I know... Python, 
but I am a, a I'm an accountant. I don't need to have any degree that says that uh, I'm gonna. I know how to code Python. Um, I think that there are some ways using Web three uh, to have some degree of uh, of confidence. Like when I when I'm try when I'm trying to hire a coder that knows Python, I think that using uh, tools like zero knowledge proof, uh, I can know that uh, this person knows Python, uh, but not by checking any of uh, the, the bullet points on his resume. I think that this, this, can, and this can also help us a lot. And I, I also think that this is not really related to the skills part, but I think that the peer-to-peer -peer transaction and payments that Web3 gives us is really, really powerful. So right now, like we need all these platforms. They take a cut of 20%, uh, but just by uh, just offering you a platform where you are uh, doing basically advertisement of your work, and um, they also like have like this 14 window uh, period of time where you are having you do did the work you did the gig but you have to wait 14 days to have your money on a job that you already you already did you did a good job so i think this is this is like a really good incentive uh like to have direct payments and, and instant payments to people uh to get advantage of that and try to do something they know like the python example that i give that I gave, sorry, um, and to offer that knowledge that they have or that skill that they have because they can ha have extra money but do something they know and they will have it immediately. Like many people can say that what's the point of offering uh, my Python skills if I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to earn that much money and also I will have to wait a lot of time to get it. So it's, if someone wants to, they, they have like an urgency, they have to, they want to pay something that they really need to do, they can use these tools and to have extra money yeah, so coming in. Yeah, so if you were to rank uh, the by barriers, because one thing that I've been kind of shocked with is how uncommon it is to see like Mexican-based contractors for software development. You hear obviously India, Africa, you know, Singapore, whatever it is, but not Mexico, but they, you know, what reason do you think that is that there isn't like a strong Mexican tech economy that contracts? Do you think it is the payment rails? It's it's hard to get payments into the country and out of it. Do you think it's lack of education uh, and technical, you know, boot camps in the area? Do you think it's language barrier? I guess what what do you think is the number one thing holding the you know Mexican economy back from forging and being part of this global tech market? I think it can be uh, the the language barrier. I was uh, seeing a a chart earlier this week uh, where Mexico was the second worst uh, English uh, proficiency level of uh, Latin America, uh, right after Haiti. Uh, but I also, but you know, like Mexico is a really big country. There are a lot of uh, really. Uh, like high technical and, and, and really educated people here. 
Uh, I think that there's like a, a, a lack of, of information and understanding like how people can use tools that are out there right now. There are, uh, there are also a lot of companies that these uh, middleman companies that they uh, do businesses within uh, American companies and, and Mexican uh, co-editors. But the, the, the commission they have is, is out, outrageous. So I think that it's mostly about the, the lack of, of information about the uh, opportunities or the, the alternatives that they have. And from the other side, from the American side, I really don't know, but I think that they don't see any country in Latin America, maybe, I don't know if Argentina or Brazil, but I don't think that they don't see uh, any country in Latin America like a really, uh, like a developer country. I see that they just see it like a a consumer, uh, uh, consumer country. We are trying to change that. We we are trying to, to make all, the, the 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 big companies and the great names to uh, look into Latin America, to look into Mexico, and to see that there are there are a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent here. There are a lot of uh, high quality people that can uh, do really great work. But I think it's just a matter of uh, getting the word out there and like to to uh, get people to know those. To know us and and within Mexico we need uh, to show people that they can work with uh, these companies abroad and they can have a alternative if they are worried about how they're going to be paid or they don't think it's possible we need to tell them and educate them about the, all these alternatives that are out there and they are uh, uh, they can use right now and crypto in crypto yeah. Helps a lot do, with do, that. do you know anyone right now who's getting paid in crypto or like kind of working gig based in crypto uh, in your friend group or your community? Do, have you seen that take on at all yet? <clears throat> you know, I don't think I have. Like um, all the my my developer that are my friends are developers. They are working with people here uh, in Mexico. There is, uh, or, or they are American based, but they have, a, they have people here. But I don't think I know. Um, I know f- people from the U.S. that are they are paying with crypto to uh, international developers, but not here in Mexico. Gotcha. And I guess you know, on that same note, you're part of the Build Space program, so you'll be going back and forth a little bit from California. You told me. Um, do you think that this will kind of encourage more people? Or are you trying to encourage more people to, to build and collaborate with the California ecosystem since that is, you know, a hub, obviously, of technology investment? Or do you see Mexico City maybe becoming more of a hub, I guess, as Web3 takes over? Is there initiatives in Mexico City or in uh, other cities in the in the country that are really trying to become more bullish and trying to become a home for, for crypto and crypto builders? Uh, I definitely think that it's going to it's going to 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 be a, a great inspiration to be uh, to be able to go and back and forth to to California to be able to uh, be involved with uh, build space and and all the pe- great people that are on on the program. 
Um, I don't know if if there's there's going to be a lot of people from Mexico City. I'm really sure there's going to be uh, a lot of people from there. Uh, what I'm trying to actually, what I'm uh, I was thinking of is like to have some really good ideas from there and try to replicate uh, the ideas here. Uh, actually, here in in Monterrey, there's a uh, a lot of uh, initiatives from from private companies. They are trying to do some sort of Uh, connection with companies in in Texas. Uh, there's a, the 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 Golden Triangle in Texas. I think it's Houston, Dallas, and Austin, and they want to have like a golden flag, <laughs> like to connect Monterrey to the Triangle, uh, and to have a, a a lot of companies from there to come here, and and they are trying to do to have to 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 make Monterrey like a. a like a re re regional Silicon Valley or the Mexican Silicon Valley. Um, we are really trying to, to, to do this, and to, to, to grow this ecosystem and to, to attract a lot of people within Mexico because there's a, there's, there's a, there's a political uh, turmoil here. The north part of Mexico is known for... Uh, being uh, like a, the, the, the growth uh, engine of the country. And uh, we think that we have a, a lot of opportunity to use that and to develop a great community here in Monterrey. And also having connections with the community in Mexico City that has really, they, they do a lot of great things. But we want to be at, his, at, at uh, their level. But we definitely want to bring some really good things from California to here, to Monterrey. Excellent. So tell me a little bit about 2023. If I'm a builder and I want to work with uh, the Mexican community to either hire or try and market, and uh, I'm interested in, in meeting and, and starting, what, what would be the first step? Would it be to go to the conference that got you hooked? Would there be a, a secondary solution? Where do you think in 2023 is the place to be right now in your mind? I think that uh, you can go to the conferences. I think that they are a really great starting point. If you if you don't want to to wait for a conference or a meetup, or if you are not in a big city like Monterrey or Guadalajara or or Mexico City, I think that uh, going into Twitter Spaces actually is really like a, a great a way to know what's happening. Uh, I you can go also to check all the amazing things that. Uh, the, the the digital events that are happening, like the one, uh, the ones that you guys at Buff are, are organizing, um, and but but I would really recommend uh, like to go to the to, to the uh, live events. They are really great way to know people. You get you have like a really immersive immersive experience. So if if you are waiting for the next event. You can, uh, in the meantime, you can check the the Twitter spaces of uh, great people that are doing uh, great things, either in Spanish or in English, and like to go to the the buff events, digital events that you have. Uh, check some great content from uh, that, like uh, that are doing that, that our companies are doing, like Alchemy or Third Web, and but definitely go to to live events. Yeah, you know, I, I think I've talked to you about this a little bit that I would love to have more Spanish uh, 
friendly events or bilingual events moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to, you know, the beginner events I'm starting to now put on, which is just all about financial literacy and just the basic concepts. I think that so much of it is in English right now, and it's not easy to translate or break down. There's probably some, you know, lo- local ways that banking works and money works that just doesn't really translate well from the U.S. market. Yes. So, yeah, so I, I think that that'll be, that'll be a huge win and something we definitely need more of in the space, quite frankly. Yeah, you know, I was actually, I, I was actually uh, talking with a friend about the, the chart that I, that I mentioned earlier about the, the, how we are the, the, the second worst uh, country in Latin America on English level. Uh, like, like, if you think about that, uh, all the coding languages, not only about uh, 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 of blockchain, like the, the Java or Python, they're all in English. So it's going to be really difficult to catch up if we are not, uh, if, if we don't speak English. So there's a lot of other things that need to be translated, like if we want to catch up. Uh, so we, we definitely want to uh, collaborate and to do uh, great, great things and content in English. In Spanish, sorry, I think it's much needed and, and we are uh, very uh, like excited about doing all these things, like to help people. For sure. Um, so I guess wrapping up here, you know, is there anything that you want to predict or any hopes you have for, for 2023? You know, I, as you just said, I, I would hope that the Latin America community grows in this space and that there is more you know, sessions and events that kind of tailor to that market, especially since El Salvador and Venezuela are so often used as examples for like pros and cons, I, I guess, of financial markets and, and of crypto markets. You know, what are you hoping to see? You know, what what is on your radar for this year? Um, I think that uh, it's going to be a really tough year. Uh, I don't know if we are going to to like like a, a macroeconomic level. I think it's going to be uh, uh, difficult. Uh, but I I'm very excited about to see how people keep uh, building things. I think that. Uh, what is going to be very uh, excite, exciting about 2023 is that I'm really sure that people is going to uh, show all the products that they are doing, they've been doing, uh, what they've been working on, they've been uh, focused on their work, not on the fuss. So I think that what I'm really excited about is to see what people in the ecosystem uh, has been building. Awesome. And you want to plug your product at all or anything you're working on particularly or communities or ways to contact you, your Twitter, anything like that? Yeah. So my Twitter is at DiegoBC28. My my website is nectir.com. And uh, I also have a, a podcast that is called Proof of value, like Jake is going to be with us uh, very soon. I hope so. Uh, it's going to be the first in English. Uh, so we, we also have a Twitter for the community. It's MX, MX Web 3 Awesome. MX Web 3 And definitely coming on your podcast, you did this. And uh, hopefully my Spanish can be maybe improved by then i'm a very beginner level but i'll try and uh do something on that of course at the end of the podcast you're going to be uh, drinking tequila and eating a lot of tacos and i like to sing singing mariachi 
I'm, I'm in. Uh, count me in. I'm, I'm ready. I actually am more loyal to your scene than uh, I am the USC, and you've, you've won me over. Awesome. Awesome. Well, have a good one, and thanks for being on the pod. You too, Jake. Thank you very much. And there you have it, another episode in the books. Thanks again for listening. And if you have interest in anything we talked about, anything Educoin's doing, the Boxing Acceleration Foundation, please check the show notes. We have everything you need right in there. Uh, keep building out there, stay safe, and have a great year.